I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Managing Editor of Healthcare Info Security. Health information exchanges are networks that enable different healthcare organizations to share patient data. There are more than 200 health information exchanges in the U.S. Many are new efforts funded by the HITECH Act as healthcare providers are being urged to securely exchange patient medical data in the hopes of improving coordination of care, eliminating redundant tests, reducing medical errors, and cutting costs. A core aspect of health information exchanges is the data architecture model that's used to collect, store, and exchange patient data. Those models include a centralized model where patient data is collected and stored in central repositories. Another model is federated, where data resides locally and is distributed. There are also hybrid models that combine a little of both. Each model has its own security requirements and challenges. Today we're talking to Sierra Cormier, Program Manager of the New England Healthcare Exchange Network, or NEHAN, one of the longest-running health data exchanges in the country. Sierra will be telling us about NEHAN's chosen data architecture model and some of the best practices used to ensure data exchange. Hi, Sierra. Tell us a little bit about your organization and your role. Hi, Marianne. Thank you for the introduction. I'm Sierra Cormier, NEHAN Program Director. Um, the NEHAN organization is a consortium of payers and providers. Uh, we've been around since 98. Um, we are a member-funded, member-directed, nonprofit organization. We've been um, most, we are the most widely used HIE solution in Massachusetts. We include about 55 hospitals and fi- over 5,000 physicians in eight of the health plans in the state. Uh, we are the longest sustained and most lo- widely scaled uh, HIE in the area. Uh, we uh, service many many organizations from a very large hospitals and health systems to a small community hospital and also physician practices. We are focused on a federated model where we are focused on doing pushing of clinical information from um, sender to a receiver. Um, that's our main focus is pushing information in a federated model, which means that all of our data is stored at the sending organization or the receiving organization. So the only piece that's in the middle for us is is a community directory that holds the addressing of where the message needs to go. Uh, We have three service lines. Uh, Clinical exchange is the typical HIE uh, exchange of clinical messages that you typically hear about from an HIE. We also have um, administrative exchange, and for us, these are the HIPAA transaction sets. Um, This is the area that we are most uh, strongest in um, since our inception in 98, and this is the area that we cover all of the HIPAA transaction sets, which have the similar um, security requirements as the clinical exchange. And finally, our third service line is e-prescribing. How does the federated model safeguard data security and privacy compared with other models that you considered or rejected? Well, the federated data model is, is relies on the security practices of the uh, network participants. So because the data sits at each of their participating organizations, so if you are a sender of information, you are sending clinical information out of your system to another receiving information, you are in charge of that data that sits within your own four walls. So all of our, our participants are, you know, are required to adhere to many of the healthcare HIPAA standards and so forth. So all of those industry requirements that um, are required for EMRs or any other systems that they are running apply to, to the HIE as well. NEAN's history had been in facilitating the exchange of administrative health data. 
and now you are expanding into clinical data exchange. How has your data security and privacy strategy changed? There were many lessons learned in, in terms of, again, the federal model in considering any of the um, centralized model. We stayed true to the federated model because, again, the safeguards are that the owners of the data are the folks who should be safeguarding them at their own data centers at their own organizations. So we've also stayed true to utilizing industry standards. So whether we are, those are standards for um, message types, message uh, messaging, and also protocols, all of those things we use the industry standards uh, that are driven by the meaningful use standards. Describe your approach to obtaining patient consent for exchanging their information uh, for instance, uh, you know, does NEHAN require patients to opt in or opt out? You know, is there granular con- consent where patients can authorize uh, certain data to be exchanged but not other data like mental health? Or uh, tell us a little bit about that. So uh, because we focus on the pushing of clinical information, let me describe a little bit of how that works. Um, pushing of clinical uh, summaries are really around um, taking that information to the next provider of care. So at the time of registration, for example, at a hospital, the hospital collects that information from the patient about who their PCP is and who is the specialist that has enrolled them into the hospital. So those are the two things that uh, the patient supplies for them at that point. And these are information that typically goes out to those next provider of care, whether that's on paper or electronic. So we are simplifying making that in an electronic form to the next provider of care. So at that time is when the patient is supplying this information and understanding that it, it is going to, the information is going to go to their own BCP, to their own uh, specialist. So patient consent responsibilities, again, are part of the network participant. They, are, they need to adhere to those and we are not pulling data. We, we are not storing data in the centralized uh, repository. So all those types of decisions, the complexities go away because we are dealing with the federated model. What approach are you taking to authenticate the identity of organizations or individuals that are using NEHAN to exchange information? Well, our approach is that, that is, um, we deal with every participant who comes on board needs to be registered in our community directory, which really says who the provider is and what organization they belong to, what are the, what's the endpoint that we need to send the message. So before we send the message out, we are checking our community directory to make sure that the pro- provider, the next provider who needs to receive that message is listed in our directory. It is They need to be registered. If they are not, then the message is rejected. What advice do you have to start up health information exchanges in terms of best practices for data security and privacy when planning their strategies? So the best advice that we can give new startups is that start with the meaningful use requirements because the meaningful use requirements already outline the required standards that you need to use. And of course, there are um, the best practices are industry security best practices are already established out there by the IHE organization. Um, You should always try to use the available industry standards rather than um, developing something proprietary for your own network because the purpose of the HIE is to be able to talk to many organizations and we need to be talking the same language and for us to be able to coordinate care in, in exchange information. So always trying to use the standards. And we also believe that the, the uh, pushing of information is, is easier 
and it also um, safeguards you from against many of the things that you hear about it around the, the challenges for a centralized database. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm Marian Kolbesek-McGee for Healthcare Info Security. Thanks for listening.